The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Also joining us, the gun guy, Guy Relford. Host of the Gun Guy Show Saturdays here on 93 WIBC. Licensed firearms instructor to a attorney. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest. And PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. Start at any number of places. I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, and I think we've touched on it uh, briefly before, but this notion, this idea of treating, quote-unquote, gun violence as a public health issue. I think they were kind of maybe toying around with that in Marion County. Oh, yeah. There's this IU student panel that exam- is you know currently examining the merits of, of treating it like a public health issue. Where do you stand on this? What does that mean exactly? What are they well, trying to accomplish here? The the cynic in me um, looks at it as as a means to get around the fact that people who are advocating for gun control can't accomplish what they want to accomplish in Congress or in the state legislatures, particularly here in Indiana, and. So they look at that and they say, okay, we're not going to get these things through the legislature. What about going to uh, regulatory agencies and through regulatory agencies? You know, like we've talked about where the ATF has done things on a national level um, when, when, when the Biden administration can't get things through Congress. They can go to, you know, local public health departments and say, hey, we have a public health emergency with, uh, with, so-called gun violence, and on that basis, get things done that they can't get done in the legislature. I mean, I, I truly believe that's the origin of it. Now, listen, when you look at the, the murder numbers, for instance, here in Marion County, um, which been out of control during the entire Hogsett administration, and you know the number of people who are who are shot and and, and and stabbed. By the way, so we ought to be talking about knife violence in the same in the same yeah. breath. But when you look at the number of people that have been shot and killed, or shot and wounded, uh, and people injured by violence in Marion County generally, it, is is that affecting the health of people in Marion County? Well, of course it is. So I get where it's coming from. I just look at it very suspiciously because I really think at the end of the day, it's just an attempt to subvert the legislature um, or, or get around the legislature and accomplish gun control um, in, a, in, a, in a way that uh, doesn't involve uh, actually passing laws. And I would expect like IU students oh, to yeah. say something like that. Indiana's a very liberal university when it comes to their faculty, their student body. Not all of them, but the majority of them, sure. I feel like. I'm wondering if they view defending yourself as part of this public health issue. Because here in Marion County, there have been a number of instances already this year where it's been justifiable homicide. Yeah, but those numbers go into the statistics that they always quote yeah. and say, "Oh, look at all the gun violence." And and, and in fact, when uh, we we've seen people talking want, wanting to honor the victims of gun violence, for instance, uh, they've included people like the guy who tried to kill police officers um, and and was justifiably 
uh, uh, shot by by my client, and, and you know we've uh, gone Dejure Mercer. We've gone down this road, and they included that guy, the bad guy who was trying to murder police officers, who was shot by police, was found fully justified, but in a in a very thorough and very uh, independent investigation by the Indiana State Police, they included him in a list of of, of victims of gun violence. Right, and so yeah, the people who have broken into somebody's house in the middle of the night that were shot dead, oh, they yeah. go into the same category. <laughs> Here, yeah, yeah, victim of gun violence. Um, so look, you know, is there a health issue? I think there certainly is, but I would never um, agree that it's a wise move to try to circumvent the legislatures and uh, institute gun control uh, by regulatory agencies, particularly a legislative agency like a, a county health department that has no idea what it's doing in the area of firearms. Guy, I'm not a health inspector, I'm not somebody part of this IU student panel, but I believe your health would probably be a lot better if you didn't put yourselves in situations to be shot to death. Well, that's exactly Breaking right. the law. Because how many of these shootings that feel like are mugshot on mugshot violence or somebody breaking into somebody's home, breaking into somebody's car while they're asleep inside or something? These are serious things, but at the same time, you'd still be alive today if you weren't breaking the law. There's no question about that. And listen, we do see innocent people getting shot, and I, and I don't want to ever uh, discount that, uh, that that it happens, because it certainly does. But the vast majority, I mean, that's where Abdul does such a great job every year when he... Uh, he issues the statistics. He publishes the statistics that show that 80-plus percent of the people who are suspects in Marion County uh, homicides have a, a, a have a long history of violent criminal convictions. That's who we're talking about here. Let's talk about catching those guys. Let's talk about putting them in jail. And then, most importantly, let's talk about keeping them in jail. That's where you're going to reduce this epidemic of so-called gun violence. Chatting with Guy Relford, host of the Gun Guy Show here at 93 WIBC, 2A Attorney. So there's a story in the Associated Press today, and the headline reads, Chief Enforcer of U.S. Gun Laws yeah. Fears Americans May Become Numb to Violence with Each Mass Shooting Guy. Where are we at with this? You know, I, I read that, uh, Jason, and I, I read the article, and and what immediately jumped out at me is that what the ATF is, first of all, the ATF, there's no question. I see it. I see it in my law practice. I see it much more than I would like to. They've been weaponized against the American people. And uh, they're trying to, to get done what the Biden administration can't get done in Congress, which is uh, restricting the rights of law-abiding citizens. Now, do they play some legitimate role on enforcing uh, our gun laws against bad people? I'm sure they do. But I see it on the other side. And so, when I read that, uh, not only that headline, but that article, I looked at that as saying, you know what this guy's really saying? He's saying that we've, we've repeatedly now had mass shootings that just don't support the narrative. We've had mass shootings. You know, when a, when a, when a trans woman, trans, uh, trans man, I don't know what the nomenclature is. I always screw that up. But, you know, uh, uh, breaks into a, a Christian school in Nashville and murders a bunch of people. And nobody will release, release their manifesto because it certainly appears like this was just a vendetta against people who hold Christian beliefs. That doesn't really support the 
narrative, you know, and right. and, 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 and you know when when we have uh, minorities uh, in, in in Kansas City um, shoot up a, 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 the um, the celebration after the Super Bowl win by by the Chiefs, and again it's 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 it's, it's people juveniles uh, who who illegally had a gun. One of them stole their gun, stole their gun, right? And on that basis, you know, th- these same people come out and advocate for an assault weapon ban. What? Excuse me. What law would have been in place that would have prevented that guy stealing a gun and being a knucklehead with it? That's right. He stole a handgun and using a stolen handgun gets into a shootout with another juvenile delinquent and they 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 wound a bunch of innocent people and on that basis they want to institute gun control so when he he says you know i fear we're becoming numb to these no no i fear what your agenda really is is to use these mass shootings to promote your gun control agenda and when the when the facts of the particular shooting doesn't match your agenda right then you suddenly go wow these aren't working out to our advantage quite like we want them to and isn't that a shame and i think that's horrible i think that's despicable and uh, and i think that's exactly what this guy's really feeling in his heart although he'd never admit it in public and the american public isn't Stupid. Right. Some of them are, but for the yeah. most part, yeah. <laughs> Nigel's a little iffy on it. What is it? Eighty-four million people. <laughs> yeah, right. They see the media coverage. Right when the shooter went into the bowling alley in the northeast part of the United States, that happened to be somebody that had Donald Trump stuff on his social media feed. We knew everything about that guy right. that night. But like you said, when it's the Nashville shooter, when it's any number of these trans shooters, and there's a lot of them, all of that stuff is kept on the lowdown. It's oh, yeah. locked up. When the Bernie bro shot up the congressional baseball game, yeah. you know, and, and, and wounded uh, leadership members, uh, uh, Senator Scalise, uh, how much did you hear about that guy? How right. much did you hear about that? He was a Bernie. He had Bernie propaganda posted he, he all over his social media. Right. And who who hears about that guy? So it's it's whether the shooting matches up to their agenda or not. When it doesn't, they're lamenting the fact of, oh, we're becoming numb. No, no, no. You just can't manipulate every one of these into um, supporting the pre-existing agenda that you already had. Uh, all right. Let's talk about what's happening inside the Indiana State House. You've been a part of some big hearings, um, some debate going back and forth here. Where are we at on a couple of different things? Well, we've had a good week this last week in the Indiana General Assembly. We had two bills that have already passed the House. So now the challenge is getting getting them through the Senate. And I got to tell you, in pro 2A bills are, are always a little tougher to get through the Senate than, than they are in the House. And this is uh, House Bill 1084. Um, that would... would prohibit the use of these credit card codes specific to purchases at gun stores. And I absolutely believe um, that these were created, and they just were created in September of, of 2022 um, by the International Organization for Standardization, uh, which, um, which, which creates these codes for credit card transactions. I think it's a means um, of, of the financial industry to discriminate against gun stores. Okay, really so talk do. to me in layman's terms here. Let's just say I bought another weapon, which may or may not have happened a couple weeks ago. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> may or may not have happened. Uh, uh, under that? Like, 
would I be flagged by some companies or what? Yes, and and because what it is 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 when you use your credit or, or debit card, uh, there's a there's a code that's created that shows what kind of transaction that is, what kind of a um, a retailer you're using that at. So it can show up as food, it can show up as uh, uh, right now sporting goods or general retail. Um, so for instance, I mean, I I can look, I can go in and look at a report that says, you know. Mrs. Relford spent 65% of, of her expenditures last month in clothing stores, right? And I can go, oh, look, honey. Totally believable. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and that's just an example. Well, they created this new code, though, specific for gun stores. Right now, when you go in and use your credit or debit card at a gun store, it shows up as either general retail or sporting goods. And, but they want to create a new one for gun stores. And and, and the knowing the is, ATF, they probably want to put bloodthirsty murderer on it. Yeah, right. And this was <laughs> urged, by the way, the creation of this new code was 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 urged on this organization um, by gun control proponents. I mean, we're talking about the Brady campaign and Moms Demand Action and 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 these folks and some and some very anti-gun uh, folks in Congress, and and they did that. And there's been a long-standing and you and you guys and I have talked about this before. There's been a long-standing history um, right here in Indiana and across the country of discrimination uh, against the gun industry by financial institutions, banks, credit card companies, credit card processors. I've had credit card processors who won't do business with me because I, I teach. Firearms classes, and I've had follow safety classes. Yes, who have <laughs> so banks closed closed their account and say we don't want to do business with you because they're firearms instructors. And I, I had a gun shop roundtable where I had five different owners of gun shops on my show. I said, how many of you guys have had a bank or a credit card company refuse to do business with you? Every single one of them, their hands shot up. And really? some of them, they said multiple times. So this isn't some sort of conspiracy theory, oh, or no. maybe it's happened to one, maybe two people. This is a thing. This is pervasive. And it's part of what I think what is was a campaign announced and pushed by the Obama administration in 2013 called Operation Choke Point. And what this was, was putting pressure, the government putting pressure on financial institutions to discriminate against the gun industry. Again, trying to put the gun industry out of business, in my mind, and, and, and accomplish what they can't accomplish in Congress. So, that I think this has been furtherance of that whole uh, program. And so, uh, Senate or House Bill 1084 passed the House. We got it passed out of, of, of committee in the Senate this week that said you can't use those codes in Indiana, um, and if you do, you can be penalized for that, and there are, there are specific penalties. In addition, importantly, uh, House Bill 1235 also passed out of committee, and this is very contentious. Man, we had the Philadelphia lawyers show up for this one. This has to do with the City of Gary lawsuit. That uh, that basically blames the entire gun industry for Gary's. There, here you go. Gun violence problems, right? Going back to that term. Gun violence problem. Gun, yeah, gun violence problem. Like we don't have a problem with gangs in Gary. Right. Uh, we we have a problem with uh, the gun industry, and this uh, this bill would put an end to that lawsuit, and that's a good thing. And we we got it passed out of committee, although it was a long hearing and a big fight, but we got it done. And on behalf of our audience, again, I've told you this before, thank you for paying attention to this. Thank you for fighting for the people who want to just defend their families that have not done anything wrong. It's a simple thing, but not a lot of people feel comfortable doing it, and you do it. So thank you. Well, thank you, man. I testified in favor of both those bills, and uh, it was great to see him pass out of committee. Where can we find you at? Uh, at Guy Relford on Twitter. Guy, you're the best. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.